If you think we're headed for a housing crash, remember these three numbers. Let's get into it. Thank you for joining us yet again on this podcast. So we have three very important numbers that uh, we've recently been illuminated to and are trying to illuminate the general public to. I hear a lot about, oh, we're headed for a housing crash. Here it comes. And we sort of have to dispel those myths, right? Tom. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome, Joe. <laughs> Glad to see you here. <laughs> so... What's the first number we need to sort of keep in mind? 41. 41 what? what, what 41 41. Bucks. 12 and 29.5. Those are the three numbers. Okay. Okay. All right. 41 represents 41 trillion, and that's with a T, in total owner-occupied homes. That's the value in the United States of all totaled owner-occupied homes. And I'm speaking slowly so people understand what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about investment properties. I'm talking about Jack and Jill own a house with two children, that type of homeowner. And that's where they've stayed, and that's where they right. live, or they've and just their family, bought. or just bought. But yeah. if we accumulate all of that, mm -hmm. it's $41 trillion in owner-occupied real estate. It's quite a bit. Yeah. Now the 12, what's the yeah, 12? Yeah, I'm curious. The 12 is $12 trillion in total mortgage debt owed on those properties. Okay. So they own $41 trillion worth of value, but they only owe $12 trillion worth of mortgage or debt on it. So you can see there's a huge equity position there. And, and that's that's a combination of both equity growth through the housing market, which we had the the huge boom in the past two exactly. years. Exactly. And, and the buying down of the principal balance when they purchased the home. Okay. And, and I would venture that a lot of that is because we've had recently more people staying longer in their homes. Would you, would you agree with that? Yes. Like less turnover yes. in home ownership. Yes. Okay. And what we also attribute a lot of that to is people did not use their home as an ATM machine and refi and pull money out, refi and pull money out. That's what they did in 2006, seven and partially eight. Yeah. And that's why we had that crash along with horrible lending standards. Sure. Okay. Sure, yeah. People who had no skin in the game yeah. uh, could, could hand the keys and walk away, no harm, no foul. and. Now the bank has an asset that they do not want. Exactly. And then the 29.5, that's a percentage of loan to value relationship. So if you had a million dollar home, you'd probably on average only have a mortgage of 295,000. There's a lot of equity there, right? No kidding. So let's say we're in the same situation as the time of 2007 and eight, where all of a sudden we hit an economic turndown, people were getting laid off from their work. So we're in an economic turndown, people are getting laid off from their job, they can't make their mortgage payment because they have all this other debt, they're giving the house back to the bank because there's no equity in the house. 
Yeah. Now, if it happens to an individual, so the plumber gets laid off, right? He does his unemployment. He can't find another job. We're in this recession. People are talking about. He goes, calls up the Tom J. Krieger team and says, hey, listen, I can't afford to make my mortgage payment. I need to sell my house. Great. I come on out. I talk to him and I say, you know, your mortgage is... 145,000 and your house is worth 500,000. You've got roughly $350,000 of equity here. We can sell your house and give you this big paycheck. Think of how that would make that person feel. Wonderful, right? I would because be I have all this money, I can use some of it for rent now until I can get reemployed, okay? Here's something else they could also do. And we're not hearing a lot of this they could refinance that house and pull some money out and utilize that refinance to make or subsidize the mortgage payments until you can get back employed. Mm -hmm. Then once you're back employed, you can make the payments to buy that home line equity out. So having equity in your house right now is a wonderful thing. And because of that, that's the reason why we're not having a crash. Yeah. 41, 12, and 29.5. And I see that that is the lowest loan to value ratio that we've seen since 1983. Exactly. And what was happening in 1983? We were coming out yeah. of high interest rates, right? And, yeah. and inflation, right? Yes. During that time as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was I was selling real estate back then <laughs> and buying um, it. I, I was still a glint in my my father's eye. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, yeah. uh, the following year I was born. Yeah. So so you know, Joe, we're we're kind of chuckling here. We're making yeah. a little fun, and yeah. you know, a lot of people are freaked out. Sure, they really they're scared. Rightfully so. We know the facts, though. We know there's no housing crash coming. I mean, you listen to the news broadcasts, and I know the housing crash, and uh, you know. What information do they have that causes them to be an expert in this arena when these numbers are actual? Yeah. What they're doing is they're putting fear into the public so the public stays glued to the television program so they can say we have this many people watching our news broadcast, so Coca-Cola, we're charging you this amount of money to run a commercial. That's all it is. It's that fear base to drive clicks per view is what I like to call it on television. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Eyeballs on, so Coca-Cola has to pay more for the commercial. Yeah. Yeah. The reality so, is we're not going through a crash. We're going to go through an adjustment. There is no doubt about it. We're going to go through an adjustment. The adjustment is we're not going up 20 or 25% a year. That's we good. We might go up 2.5% a year, right? Or we might even go down 1% or 2%. But we're not crashing 50% like we did before. Four. You're right, right. Okay. So please, America, we're not going into a housing crash. Okay. Yeah. There's just no documentation or data or information anybody can give me to tell me that we're going into a, a housing crash. Hey, everyone. We want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Especially given the history of all the economic adjustments that we've had, there's only been two periods within that where the housing uh, values have actually gone down. Right. So, 
you know, the likelihood of that happening, and and there, like you saying, there there is no supportive data behind that this is actually going to affect uh, housing prices. And in fact, there's only one out of all the major, uh, out of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and NAR, there's only one who is saying that it's going to decrease. Yeah, Ivy Zellman, 3.2 or 3.9%, something like that. But everybody right. else is up, above that. You know, one of the things, Joe, that um, I think people need to, to understand is because there's so much equity in the house and the fact that when we had a recession, I think it's the last nine recessions we've had, only two of those recessions at home values dropped. And one of them was the 2008, 2009, which were really caused based upon poor lending standards, right? Correct, yeah. So one out of nine, or let's say one out of eight, because that, that one, one in 2008 was, was an outlier. One out of eight, you're gonna have values go down. And even then they didn't go down that far, only like 5%. Right. Well, if you've got, Let's say 70% equity, your house goes down 5%. You sit and wait seven years and it'll, you, yeah, it'll right go back. It'll yeah. go back. And, you know, and here's the, as I said before, here's the other thing. Part of what caused that, that uh, decoupling uh, in 2008 and 2009 was people getting laid off. Now, what, what do we have right now? Not enough employees, right, right? right? We can't find people. Now, eventually, the Fed's going to raise the rates high enough to, to, to get people laid off, okay? Right. I don't believe there's any documentation that's going to be able to suggest to me that we're going to see a crash. Yeah. We may see a readjustment, but not a crash. And quite honestly, don't we really need it? I mean, I'm a homeowner, and I, it's great to see houses go up 20%, right? Yeah, yeah. But the other fact is people I want to serve, first-time homebuyers, yeah. can't they're, buy a house. They're suffering. Yeah. They're suffering, we need yeah. to slow the price uh, increase in house up to let the first-time homebuyers in. Yeah. Because we can't sell our house unless somebody's there to buy it. Right, right. And, right. and I do see a lot of myopathy among my generation and even uh, Gen Xers. Yeah where they go, well, I'm just going to wait for the housing crash. Oh. That's, that's probably one of the worst things you can do if you're ready to buy a home because interest rates don't look like they're going to be dropping anytime soon. No. And it, the home values look like they're going to start plateauing a little bit rather than increasing 20% yet again. So even if you get into the market now, it's projected that you're still going to be gaining equi your equity position as you get further yeah. and further down your home ownership life. Do you know who's happy when they hear those uh, Gen Xers saying, I'm gonna wait till it crashes? The landlords. That is true. Because they'll still stay tenants for a long time. They're creating long-term tenants with that with that mindset. Yeah. And as we discussed in a previous podcast, rents between 15 and 20%, they're gonna be going up year over year. And that doesn't go into your piggy bank, your no. equity piggy bank. No, it doesn't go into your equity, but the landlord's happy. Yeah. No, that's, um, that's a good point, right? <laughs> I wanted to read one other uh, portion from Odetta Cushy, uh, the deputy chief economist of First American. Homeowners had an average of 320000 in inflation-adjusted equity in their homes in quarter two of 2022, an all-time high. That's crazy. That's just craziness. Crazy. <laughs> so even if that were cut in half, you would still have 160000 in equity. Think position. about how long somebody has to work on average to make 320000 Six years? Seven years? Yeah. 
It's amazing. Think about now. Now, sure, factors in high-priced homes, sure. lower-priced homes, and that. But let's say it's let's say it's half of that. It's one hundred sixty thousand. Let's just say it that. That's a lot of earned income banked. Yeah, you're banking your money. Yeah. Think about the renter. Did they make three hundred and twenty thousand last quarter? Mm-hmm. No. But you know who did? Their landlord. Exactly right. Yeah. And so, um, so guys, you know, I'm speaking from the heart here. Home ownership is where you build your wealth. You can always refi. Yeah. You've seen this for lower rates for over forty years in your experience. Yeah. People grow their wealth, and and I know you've. You've talked you've talked passionately about yep. previous clients that you've had who you've helped gain yep. their their wealth yeah. through real estate. I have somebody right now that I'm working with. He's buying his third house in the last two years, um, and he says, and and he actually does taxes for a living. He's a tax preparer. He goes, I'd buy him even if it was ten percent, because <laughs> I know in the long run, yeah, it's going to pay me dividends. And the one thing I have. And because he's in his early 30s, I have time. Yeah. I can wait. Time cures all evils. Yeah. When it comes to real estate. That's great stuff. Thank you, Tom. You're welcome. Thank you for bringing all this knowledge. 41, 12, 29 and a half. And a half. Don't forget Don't the forget half. Don't forget the half. Uh, <laughs> Thanks again, Tom. We will see you guys on the next podcast. Please stick around. Uh, More great, valuable information on the housing market, how you can become a homeowner and get away from renting or potentially move up and sell your house. So if you have any questions, reach us down in the show notes. We will have all of our information down there for you. We will also have some of these uh, articles linked for you as well down in the show notes. So please feel free to go check those out and we'll see you then. Thank you for listening and watching the nitty gritty of real estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams, Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.